Now we are done. Hey, if you're visiting with us, a uh, special welcome to you. Welcome to this family. Joe and Jen, and maybe Sebastian and Evangeline. I like that name, Evangeline. It's a cool name. It's got nothing to do with my daughter's name, but that's it. Um, but you're so ple- uh, pleased that you've uh, joined us this morning, and uh, it's a good day. It's a good day. Every day that we get to say to you, every day you wake up and breathe, say to yourself, it's a good day. Uh, and every day that we're alive is a great day um, to be alive. And so I hope that throughout uh, the past week, as we've kind of started our journey on the 21 days of prayer, that you've really been able to just engage. Uh, and, and man, my prayer is always that you kind of encounter God in a fresh way, uh, and that God is just real, like you never seen Him be real in your life before, or like you kind of never thought He 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 could be or ever witnessed. Um, that he was. And so uh, we're in week two. And uh, just as I was preparing for this week, um, I was kind of thinking about one of the biggest lessons we learned in our spiritual formation class last year at uh, Elam Leadership College. And, you know, it was a lesson about the discipline of finding that time just to engage with God. And it was, a, was, it was a lesson about how spiritual formation doesn't happen just by chance or doesn't happen by accident, uh, but it happens by a, a disciplined approach of seeking God and believing that God uh, is real and that God is able to move in your circumstance. You know, it happens, it doesn't just happen by wishful thinking or by just, just kind of praying, um, and, and throwing things out there because a, a lot of people do that and a lot of people pray to God uh, in different seasons of their life depending on what they're going through. Um, but it happens by seeking after God and expecting uh, a sense of breakthrough and expecting God uh, to move and believing faithfully uh, that God can do the impossible and, and then uh, walking in that uh, with the hope that we have uh, in our salvation, and so uh, can I just encourage you? Let's, let's, if you haven't got, as Phil said, if you haven't got your booklets, take your booklets away today, uh, and and you know, don't try don't try to catch up on the last seven days. Just start with today, and keep going, and then maybe when we get to the t- day twenty one, you can go back to day one um, and redo those. Um, but uh, it's a great journey uh, to be on together. But let's just pray as we come. Um, to the word. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for uh, this journey that we're on. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who uh, desires to be close to us and desires to walk with us, uh, who desires to uh, move in our circumstance. And uh, Father God, uh, just see the will that you have for our lives fulfilled. And so, Lord, we pray uh, throughout this week and throughout the next uh, 21 days, even beyond uh, our series, Father God, that you would continue to speak into our hearts and into our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So today's part two uh, of our series, and last week uh, we heard about the promise of the Holy Spirit, and uh, it was a promise that's given, that was given by Jesus 
uh, who said that if we love him, if we keep his commandments, that he would ask the Father, and the Father will send us um, an advocate, uh, as we're told in some translations. Uh, in the, the King James Version, it's uh, a comforter, uh, and in the New King James, it's uh, a helper. And so you think of the Holy Spirit, and, and that's who he is. He's our advocate, he's our comforter, and he's our helper. And that's uh, the spirit of truth. And so from that verse, we took uh, three keys to hold on to for our journey throughout the 21 days of prayer. And the first one was that uh, we should walk in obedience. The second one was to walk with the Trinity. And then thirdly was to walk uh, in the truth. And as we were looking at that verse, uh, I kind of pulled out that the truth uh, for us that morning was that the Spirit is with us and the Spirit is in us. Amen. And uh, if you missed that message last Sunday, jump online uh, and jump on the app and have a listen to that. But if you're here this morning, I want to build uh, that thought of God's uh, Spirit being a source of power in a message that I've called, uh, The Spirit Brings With Him. You know, whenever you have a source of power, uh, which we kind of declared last week that the Spirit in us is a source of power, whenever you have a source of power, it is there for a reason. And it is there uh, to fulfill a purpose, sometimes multiple purposes. And so here we have, uh, here we have, I guess, a source of power that is here for a reason. And uh, there are ways that I can prove that it's a source of power. I can take a needle and stick it in there, and, uh, and then you'll all see that's a source of. I won't do that. No, I won't do that. But we use this for a whole lot of different things. So this is connected to, to the mains power in the building. And we're using this power to power up the sound system. Uh, we're using this power to uh, power up all the musicians' equipment. So it powers up all the equipment we play with, except for the drums. And I know sometimes we wish we could power down the drums or turn it down or turn it off. But it powers up all the equipment. It's powering up this morning. Uh, our, our coffee machines, the urns, it's powering up the water cooler. And so there's a whole lot of uh, things that throughout this building, uh, this source of power is powering up. We've got the TVs going in for the kids and um, all sorts of things that are going there. And, and it's there for a purpose. It's there to fulfill uh, a function. And just like a source of power uh, that we find in, in our house that's there for a purpose, I believe that the spirit within us that is the source of power, that is the source of God's power, is there for a purpose. It's there to fulfill a function. Within our lives and through our lives. And so I want to share with you this morning uh, three purposes that I believe uh, the spirit of power brings or that the spirit brings with him uh, to us, uh, which I've adapted from uh, a message by Pastor David Hall, uh, who shared a little bit about this uh, at conference last year. And so the first point, uh, if you're taking notes this morning, is that the Spirit brings with it joy. The Spirit brings with it joy. Who can use a little bit of joy every single day? Who can use a little bit of joy every single day? Amen? You know, Psalm 30 says that joy comes in the morning. 
Joy comes in the morning. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes we just need to wake up and go, God, I receive it. Just go, God, I believe it and I receive it. Joy comes in the morning. You know, in Acts 13, uh, we read the story about Paul and Barnabas who uh, are in uh, Antioch. And, and while they're there, they're in the synagogues teaching uh, on the Sabbath. And, uh, you know, everyone's responding quite, quite favorably to them. And so they're invited. Uh, as they're there, they're invited to, to bring a word. And so, so Paul gets up uh, and, he, and he speaks and he preaches the story of Israel's history. You know, all the way from Abraham right through to where they're at now and, and through, um, through the life of Jesus. And he's preaching uh, salvation through Jesus um, up to that point in which, in which he's teaching. And uh, we, know that, we know from reading the passages around it that Paul uh, is addressing in Antioch, he's addressing both the Jews and he's, and he's addressing Gentiles that are in that place. And so Paul has this impact and they invite him to come back and and speak again the following week. And so Paul goes back, uh, and he goes out there and speaks. And, and the Jews see what ha- what's happening, and they see uh, this crowd that's gathering, and they become, they become jealous of what they're starting to see. And uh, they, become, they become jealous because of the crowds. And so they start, to kind of, uh, they start to kind of shout down Paul and Barnabas as they're kind of preaching the gospel. Uh, and they're, they're, they're trying to discourage them, and they're arguing with them. Uh, there in uh, the synagogue, and they, Paul and, and Barnabas just continue to preach the Word of God, and they just continue to speak out uh, boldly and courageously against uh, their rejection that's taking place there uh, from the Jews, and then we read in uh, 13 verses 52 to 50, verses 50 to 52 that it says this, but the Jews stirred up a devout the devout and prominent woman and the chief men of the city. They raised up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them and came to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Spirit. They were filled with joy and with Spirit. So these guys were out there on their missions trip. Uh, we read that they were led by the Holy Spirit to go uh, to Antioch to speak there, and they obviously had an impact on uh, many lives, uh, especially the Gentiles who had been hearing. Uh, and they were going from place uh, to place, doing the work of God, uh, and then they get run out of town. They get run out of town by this mob. You know, as, as I kind of read that, I was like, man, sometimes it can feel like when we're, when we're doing what we believe God's calling us to do, and when, when nothing works, it just feels like we're just being shut down. You know, when we're kind of, when we're kind of pursuing God, and, and then life just gets, stuff, stuff just happens. And it feels like, you know, for all of our pursuing God, Stuff just doesn't work out. And you know, sometimes I kind of think in those moments, it's like, man, you know, God, I, I, 
don't need this in my life. Ever felt like that in a season in life? Ever felt like quitting anything that God wants you to do? These guys shook off their feet, moved on, and were filled with joy and were filled with the Holy Spirit. It's so easy to just kind of go, oh, I quit, or I don't want this anymore. I don't believe I've ever met anyone who's done good, big things for God. Who's just found it really easy. Or who's done it without some sort of a battle. And I definitely know that for us as a family and for Debbie and I in ministry, we've had those seasons where it's kind of like, oh. And you just quit. Don't ever ask God that because normally he just gives you more to do. But you know, can you can we just not do this? And then God reminds us of the great things that he's doing in our lives and of the great things that he's doing in our ministry. And you know what, I, I believe this morning that every single one of you who has um, pursued God, who has pursued uh, the will of God and the will of the Holy Spirit, I believe you've done great things in your life and great things in your ministry. And uh, sometimes I know that we have to do it, we have to go back and try and find those things and remind ourselves of those things. Because uh, quitting and, 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 and kind of putting their hands up and saying, you know, God, we don't need this in our lives, it's not what Paul and Barnabas did here. They moved on and were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. You know, joy's uh, always an interesting thing to talk about because it's defined in so many different ways and often compared to happiness. And, uh, you know, I personally think that joy is a much, um, joy is much more, is a much more deeper emotion than happiness ever is. Uh, you know, I was reading as um, I was preparing that, uh, you know, many people categorize happiness as something that is impacted by external factors. You know, there, there could be things that happen outside of you and, and things that happen in, uh, in life, you know, th things like the kids doing certain things or um, people treating you certain ways that can cause you to be happy, that can bring happiness. But joy... Uh, I believe is much deeper, uh, much deeper in emotion than what happiness. And though they are, they are both uh, emotions, um, I think that it, it's a deep sense of self-awareness about who we are in God, and what He's called us to, uh, and where He's called us to be in Jesus Christ. Now, joy flows out of the work of the Holy Spirit, and it carries a great purpose that can lead you through any situation. And I believe that's uh, what we're seeing in the life of Paul and Barnabas. They were fulfilling the purpose of the Holy Spirit. They had joy. And even though they were 
kicked out of town. They still had the Spirit. They still had joy with them. Led to Antioch by the Spirit. Preached the gospel to the people. And you still are able to find joy. You know, in the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe that we can live with joy through any rejection and through any hard time. Because joy is part of the fruit of the Spirit. In the power of the Spirit, we have a joy that can walk through anything. Secondly, this morning, the Spirit brings with Him the anointing. And when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it comes with an anointing. An anointing for ministry, an anointing for your everyday tasks, an anointing for the conversations and the relationships that you're engaged in uh, throughout the week, and an anointing for your mission in life. You know, we talk about anointing um, often, especially around our anointing services, and I've often shared how uh, the anointing is a symbol of uh, God's blessing and God's protection and God's uh, empowering uh, over our life. And in Luke 14, uh, Luke 4, verse 18, uh, we read that the Spirit, uh, Jesus saying, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. Blessed, protected, and empowered to bring the good news. Anointed. You know, we have a prayer, prayer meeting every uh, Sunday morning, which you're all welcome to join uh, at around 10 to 9. Uh, and, and in that prayer meeting, we, off, we always pray for uh, the person speaking and the person who's leading worship and the person who's emceeing. And, and one of our prayers for them is that uh, God's anointing will be upon them. Uh, as they fulfill uh, their function that morning. And, you know, one of the reasons we uh, pray that is because we believe that from the power of the Spirit flows the anointing that empowers people to flow in the Holy Spirit, that empowers us to fulfill God's purpose, and God's will through us. You know, if you believe like I do that, God uh, has placed you exactly where you are in the marketplace, that God has placed you uh, exactly where you need to be today for a specific purpose, then there is an anointing for you in that place. that the Holy Spirit may flow through you into your atmosphere, into your environment, into where He's placed you so that He may touch the lives of those who are around you. Amen? And so we need to know that the anointing that comes in power is upon us every day. As we seek God. 
and as we draw nearer to the Holy Spirit. And when we're able to get under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that flows uh, out of us, you know, not out of us not working hard to try and impress or to try and impact or to try and transform or to change people. Um, but rather that's just in submission to the Spirit of God working through us. Then I believe we'll see people's lives change like we've never seen before. We'll see lives changed like only God can change them. And isn't that the way it's supposed to happen? That through us, God is able to move. That through us, God is able to flow. And so the power of God working through us, uh, under the anointing and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because it's always His will that we want to see achieved. And it's always him who receives the glory for what happens uh, and for what he does in our lives. Amen? Amen. And then from that, we naturally flow into our third point this morning, which is that the Spirit brings with him boldness. The Spirit brings with him boldness. Acts 4 verse 31. Let's get Abraham. Can I get you to play? as we close. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all, just like that, shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. What happened first? They prayed. Then they were filled with the Spirit. That Spirit that brings joy. That Spirit that brings the anointing. And then they were able to speak boldly. I don't know about you this morning, but I can always use a little bit more boldness. Especially when I'm at WestCon, where not everyone agrees with my faith. Where not everyone agrees with even the favor that I've got there in my situation. But I know that I can always use a little bit more boldness uh, to step out. And I think that we get boldness from the Holy Spirit for two things. One, to step out, and then secondly, to speak. You know, I've really struggled sometimes in stepping out, and, and I'm sure that we all have. Uh, as we sit here this morning. And especially with the big things, I think that the difficulty in stepping out is that we all kind of understand that there is a cost to it. And 
So we kind of assess, what, what's it going to cost us? To step out and to step into what God's asking us to do in the next step. What's it going to cost my reputation to step out and to tell someone about God? Boldness to be able to do that. Comes from the Holy Spirit. And then when it comes to speaking out, you know, that's that's what this verse uh, is talking about when it says that they spoke the word of God with boldness. When it comes to speaking out, I believe it's about speaking out God's words into people's lives. You know, it could just be telling people that they're worthy. telling people that there's hope. The big one is it could be asking people to pray for you. And if we're under the anointing, filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe He brings with Him boldness. Amen? I guess the question now is, well, how do I access that joy? How do I access that anointing? How do I access that boldness? What does that all mean? You know, I think sometimes it means that we have to turn some things off. Sometimes it means we have to switch off some of the distractions. And I want to encourage you this morning that as we're into our 21 days of prayer, you know, we've already started on that journey of accessing that joy, that anointing, and that boldness. You see, because I... I I struggle to believe that God doesn't want you to have those things. You know, I struggle to believe that God doesn't want you to be filled with joy. That He doesn't want you to be filled with His anointing. That He doesn't want you to have the boldness to live out your faith everywhere you go. But we're on that journey. And I think it's an ongoing journey. But you see, like this lamp, which you've probably been sitting there this whole time kind of thinking, why haven't you turned it on yet? to be connected. We kind of have to be 
that was us. And this was the source of power at our end. And then this is the Spirit of God at work in the world, connected to the Master's work. You kind of have to be connected. prayer we're connecting with him but then we have to switch it on tell you what I knew I should have tested that before I told you (laughs) switch it on lights just imagine the lights So in prayer, we're plugging in. Our spirit connects with what the spirit of God is doing in the world around us. And then I believe in obedience, we're switching it on. God's perfect in all of his ways. And in obedience, we submitted to his way, not ours. So in obedience, we switch it on to the perfect will of God. unlike this lady I believe the power of the Holy Spirit will flow Amen Find our joy in the Holy Spirit Get under the anointing under the anointing is the obedient part. And then go out with boldness. So just to close this morning, we're going to take communion. And here's here's how I want us to do it. want us to come forward and get communion and take it back to your seat. And you know, as you come forward, I want you to make a conscious decision. You know, we can hear something like this morning and then kind of go, well, cool, I'm just going to pray and wait for it to happen. But I, I want you to make a conscious decision say to God, God, let your joy flow. I receive it. Lord, let your anointing be upon me. I get under it.
as you're coming and as you're coming forward this morning, just imagine that it's like a threshold you're stepping over. And you're kind of standing and you're kind of going, okay, joy, the anointing, boldness. I'm leaving this morning changed. Amen. I'm leaving this morning transformed. I'm not leaving this morning the same. and seek after him. He's planting a seed that he'll continue to grow over the next few days. Can we do that this morning? Why don't you come and grab communion? stand together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that Father, what we declare this morning is only possible because of your Son, Jesus Christ. thank you that it was only done Father because of your great and unconditional love for us Lord we thank you that you send your spirit to be our helper and our advocate our comforter and our counselor So, Lord, we just thank you for your son, Jesus, through whom we are set free to be in communion and in relationship and communication with you. So, Lord, fill us with your joy. Cover us with your anointing. Give us the courage to go boldly 
spread the good news to the world around us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's eat it.